Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Shuffle Bus and episode 17. I'm not going to rap. No, no, I, I was going to ask you about that. I will rap eventually, but I will not rap this episode. <laughs> so anybody just, that was here just for that can stop listening now. He's just trying <laughs> to ruin the intro. That's all he's trying to do. He just wants to get in earlier and earlier on the intro, ladies and gentlemen. That's all there is to it. That's, he's just going to keep saying I'm not going to rap. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to the rap. I really am. Yeah, I so. kind of am too now, actually. Uh, <laughs> but it's not this episode. Okay, Sorry, so dude. for anybody that is listening only to hear Nero rap, you can just go ahead and shut us off now. Thanks for listening. See you in episode 18. Maybe he'll rap then. Uh, for everybody else, uh, we are here to talk about uh, the results from the Corona Cup. The Corona Cup 4 just wrapped up, and so we got all the deck lists on Fortress Maximus, and so we're going to go through some things that we saw that were pretty interesting about that event. And then Neil and I were just recently on stream, and we were, uh, Neil and I were just recently on stream and we were Twitch streaming sealed play from Titan Masters Attack. Now that we've got real product in our hands and we've had a chance to sort of start doing some sealed play, a little bit of it was just like prep for an upcoming tournament that we're going to play in. Vector Sigma is doing another Patreon tier uh, tournament for its patrons. And basically, it's going to be a sealed deck tournament. So, uh, you know, thanks to all of those guys for building the pools. I mean, they built like something like 40 pools, which is immense. And uh, I'm going to be really ser- like curious to see how that works out because we've got some in- early kind of initial impressions on that we're going to share with you all tonight. And we'll go from there. So uh, I hope everybody is staying safe out there uh, in the Internet land that are listening to us. I hope that, uh, you know, we're, we're – um, something that helps you get a little bit of entertainment during these times because it seems like 2020 just keeps getting weirder and weirder, Neil. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just the same spiel we give every week, you know, (laughs) support, support your fellow humans, support your content creators, you know, be responsible and safe and try your best to enjoy life. Yeah, exactly. That's all, that's all we can do. So, well, Neil, let's uh, let's jump right in. I mean, I, I think we can save um, save our listeners a bunch of time listening to us wax and wane about stuff that has nothing to do with Transformers. And so let's let's talk about some Transformers and let's get into this thing a little bit. Uh, I'd like to start out with talking about the Corona Cup. Um, and so, from your perspective, hot take, initial reactions. What did you think of the top eight results of this tournament? I mean, it was about what I expected, right? Like, it didn't seem like, you know, that there wasn't a Sky Shadow in the first place deck, I guess. No, that but, was interesting. Uh, You know, the most played character was horrible. Yep. The second most played character was Grax. Yep. And tied for that is Sky Shadow. Right. Like. Okay, we figured it out. You know, like <laughs> we did it, guys. Way I, to go, everybody! <laughs> yeah, the other, the other the highly played bots are. were uh, Fangry and Perceptor. You know, one Galaxy Prime squeaked in there, which I think is awesome. Yep. Yep. Um, it's a very aggressive Galaxy Prime. It looks like to me. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't look at the Galaxy Prime list in great detail, but it's got Night Racer, Brawn, and and Galaxy. It's it's got nine oranges in the deck, but. It's basically using belligerence as a it's way got to fusion bores in the deck. Like <clears throat> it does, it's, yeah. It's kind of like a neat one. I don't know. It's galaxy can be so many things that like 
like obviously uh this player seth um you know just like these cards and i think the deck looks pretty cool but yeah. you know they they didn't like play it out or anything so that's just like tied for eighth with all these other sky shadow decks and uh um one lionizer i guess yeah kind of like it was kind of like, it, it was like the deck you played with like the just like wide <laughs> orange black yep. stuff. So so it, it was interesting about the Lionizer deck was it was the Fangry Horrible played the Lionizer and because Lionizer seven stars he had to play a four star so he ends up with a private high jump in the list. Um, and I don't think high jump is terrible because the deck has got you know twenty eight black pips. So like if you're really in a situation where you were digging, you were out of cards, something of that nature. I guess you could tap high jump, but I'm guessing that probably never happened in this tournament. He was probably just like the sacrificial lamb to sort of start the game out. Uh, between him and Lionizer, I'm thinking that's probably mostly what happened with this list. Yeah, uh, it's, it's interesting. Like, I mean, at at that level, all those four-star guys are really similar. Like, they're all three power. Mm-hmm. They all have like six or seven health and most of them have zero defense high jump has one maybe that was the kicker i'm not sure yep but uh unless he had i guess did he have anything that cared about it being melee no, i don't like, i don't think so i didn't i didn't so, see yeah, anything I, in that list uh i mean he's just a guy right like it could have been yep. a night flight or whatever but. it could have been any any four star bot you wanted to put there in that space it just was high jump was the choice but, like like every deck, it had a horrible in it, so that was like most of what the deck did, you know. And the first place deck was very similar to that as well, where it was like this four wide horrible deck, um, just like this four wide orange black aggro with horrible and a single paralyzo box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's an interesting that's, card. We'll, it's we'll so get it. funny because it's funny to me anyway because the only person that can pick it up for free is the night racer. So, like, it literally was just, like, a white weapon that sometimes gave you plus four attack, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. Like, I, I guess it's it's a it's a really sort of, like, just wanted that fourth copy, really bad. I guess. And it's a fourth copy of Grenade Launcher that might be fetchable if you flip it early. Uh, Night it's Racer. the first copy of Grenade Launcher. There are well, no Grenade Launchers in this deck. Oh, that's true. That's that. That also I thought was strange. Um, that is an but, interesting decision point, but there is a lot of black pips I, in it. You know, this deck. I'm sure that everybody looked at this like, "Oh my God, Sky Show didn't get first place." I, the one, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, how'd you come up with this?" Well, he, you know, he he beat aggro like you're supposed to beat aggro. He went a little wider. Um, but I would ask if I could ask one question to be about the Paralyzo box because I don't, I don't really understand it. Well, um, you know, the thing I like about this deck as a whole, uh, just from a character lineup perspective, I'm, I'm not sure I agree with all the battle card choices, but hey, we're early in the meta, so you're going to see some wild stuff sort of come out of that. Uh, let's, let's break down this deck just a smidge, because obviously our listeners may not be on Fortress Maximus right now. They may drive in, be driving in their cars or you know whatever, and they may not have checked this out yet by the time this episode comes out. Maybe they have. But um, the list was Horrible Ground Trooper with Kreb. Uh, which is the plus two health for Horrible, taking him to 11 health. You've got Fangry Sky Tracker with Parsec that gives him a bold one built in regardless of who he's attacking, and then it gives him bold three if he's attacking up the curve, which um, he's not going to be if Sky Shadow's not formed, but he is going to be if Sky Shadow is formed or it's your he's last also just attacker. Like, 
he's also just like the best guy that can have a head, right? Like Right. And and he's he's also he's also really good though attacking a horrible with Grax in the Sky Bold decks, right? Because he gets that bold three off. Um you're probably I mean this deck has thirty one orange pips, so the Sky Bold decks typically run around thirty two, so it's really, really close in terms of the same amount of aggression as a Sky Bold deck. And this one also still carries thirty one black pips, which uh, seems pretty good. Seems like yeah, a good and, and choice. It, and it's one guy wider to start, so like you're just better off in the aggro matchup going that way. You know the the Sky Shadow deck is pseudo like six wide ish uh, because of how Sky Shadow works. But in the first like set of attacks, you know you're either going to get the first attack and the last attack, or you're going to get the last two attacks. Um. Unless unless something weird happens and a head pops off, but that's the uh, kind of thing you can do to punish um, the horrible, right? Like because you you kind of want to not kill Sky Shadow when you get your last two guys, because then you take away your width uh, because you don't get two unabated attacks. You kill the the Sky Shadow, get the Omnius, and then they go. But that's still okay, I guess, because now you can take your your last attacker into whomever you want, including Omnius. So there's there's a few different ways to play it. I would have liked to have seen this deck being played just to see the play patterns uh, that sort of work with the Sky Bowl. But I imagine it's, you know, attack with Night Racer, attack with Ravage. Yeah, um, the one thing that's weird about it is that most of the horrible decks only flip horrible. And this deck has to flip Ravage once. Um... That is interesting, Which, but you don't have like, to do it right away either. Yeah, I mean, you do it early because you want to attack with them early, I assume. Um, like, you just, like, want to have your small guys, like, just eat up their attacks so that they don't get at your, your horrible or whatever. But it does kind of take horrible off of sort of the tempo timing that he runs in Sky Bowl, where he's just always flipping on tempo. So, you right. know, I mean, your turn two, you're getting a move damage. Your turn four, you're getting a move damage. Like, that's not going to happen in this list. It's going to be like your I, turn three and I, then five. Like you said, I didn't actually see any of the games. So I assume that the sequence is like flip horrible, flip horrible or ravage, attack with Night Racer. Or Ravage if you decided to flip Ravage. And then second turn, you get to uh, have Horrible in bot mode for your black cards you play. You won't you won't be able to flip back, but you'll because you'll on turn one and two it'll be Ravage and Horrible. And then turn three you can play your cards and flip Horrible back. But you have so many attackers that you're probably okay doing that. I mean obviously yeah, you won, so Right. It, it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to, like I said, I wish we could see the deck in play. My guess is we're probably going to just have to build the deck and sort of feel it out. Um, and, and I would still make some changes, especially when we're seeing, I mean, when we look at this list, I mean, outside of the galaxy prime, which is playing 28 blue pips, uh, everything else in this list, let me check the Fangry Perceptor so I don't speak it out of turn. Oh, the Fangry Perceptor Night Racer deck was also a blue list. So there was two out of eight decks that were playing blue cards and six out of eight were playing basically oranges or orange blacks. So you have six really super aggressive decks and two control decks. And, um, you know, if you're playing into that way, I think, I think black is not as good. 
as being just pure orange. But of course, when you do end up against the Galaxy Primes and the Perceptors, having those black pips is the difference between maybe a win or a loss in those matchups. So, yeah, it, I mean, this deck still has a million oranges in it, and it has, you know, it needs to have a million blacks because it wants to horrible every card. Right. And, you know, the it's interesting to me that he has like designated target that's just the pierce. But it's mm-hmm. also cool that he has cards like that that, you know, gain double value when you're wide. Mm-hmm. He's got two heat of battles and two designated targets, and he also has um, two nitro boosters. Uh, th- right. Those are the only those are the blank the just pure black double pips uh, nitro booster and well nitro booster is target. only a double black on night racer although it's <clears throat> single black sure but which I will uh, comment that it seemed like I was really good at doing when I played this kind of deck like it, I don't know why it happened that way but it just did. And but it's cool, right? Like, right. It's, you know, the whether or not he would have been better off with just some more oranges, like maybe he would have. But obviously, he did fine. And uh, congrats for winning the thing and yeah. not having a sky shadow in your deck, I guess. Um, so, so something else that I've noticed. His name is Tim Timothy. Uh, sorry, I don't know if it's Tim or Timothy, but he, it's listed as Timothy. So if you go by Tim, sorry Timothy, but <laughs> or vice versa. Um, but. One of the things I've been noticing as we look at sort of competitive lists that are coming out of Titan Masters Attack is the general health pool of the bot lineups all seem to be hovering right around the 38 health points. Now, I've talked to some folks and they say that, you know, uh, they're not sure the health pool matters at all. I'm, I'm, I think the health pool does matter to some degree. Um, it's the difference maybe between a bot living or dying. And so this, this deck actually had 43 health points. And so when you compare that to what I had ran at the, the pre-release tournament, the, you know, the four wide, um, six wide, whatever you want to call it, the horrible angry bots, um, that deck only had 41. So this picks up two more health points. And so I'm not sure if that, matters or not maybe it doesn't have a big deal or not but sometimes we all know that that one health can be the difference between winning or losing and um i'm, I'm interested to i would like i said i wish we could have watched it because i think that um <clears throat> this deck is really interesting uh and it's it's up my alley of kind of the decks that i would like to play um so there is that but uh grats to tim for winning the game uh winning the tournament uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll do another one because Corona is still not technically over and local game store stuff has not returned, at least not in our area. So I'm hoping they'll do another one. Um, you know, this is the best we get to sort of competitive events. And I think they had around 26 or 27 players. So um, this this did come out. This tournament was held before we got the FAQ from Watsi. So I know from talking to some participants, the sort of autocon thing that's being discussed um, wasn't wasn't accounted for in this. And so I don't know if that would change some of the results because like this this particular list with the Fangry, who's also got a Parsec on him, uh, has three magnetic dysfunction rays and that would have done two damage to his own Parsec. So, you know, having Magray being wider and having somebody that's going to take two damage could really drastically impact the way this deck plays. Uh, going forward, based on the rules we now have for Titan Masters, right? Attack. We we would have no way to know though. That's a really like strange rule to me. Like it, I guess it's fine. It's whatever. I I just it kind of you know just like nobody knew and they just 
decided that was how it was kind of it is it is a strange rule because it is a strange rule especially when you look at the way the heads deploy because it basically acts like the heads aren't on the battlefield so if the heads aren't on the battlefield like and those bots aren't on the battlefield how are they autobots right or how is it a decepticon or whatever like it should just be like I th- I feel like this is kind of one of those weird rulings. Like we're gonna live with it the way it is, and I'm not complaining. But it just I think it's it, I I think it's fine. Like I I don't actually think it's a bad ruling. What I'm mostly surprised about is that somehow we didn't know up to this point. Like, I mean, I know the set wasn't out, but we had all the cards, and we've been you know, this is like the core mechanic of the set are these heads, and I guess I would have just thought that we would have like heard that at some point yeah you know it might have season (laughs) right it's one of those things where you almost like wonder why didn't they write about that right because it's it it would it would make sense but maybe they just you know we've been developers before so sometimes you you just get so close to a problem or so close to what's going on that you what you take for granted you don't realize other people won't take for granted right so it could be something like that too um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think this is deck, this deck is interesting. Um, you know what, what I think is, and you can check it out on Fortress Maximus. What I think is, you know, there's some other decks in this sort of lineup that are also really, uh, kind of neat to look at. And so the Fangry Perceptor Night Racer deck that was a control list, um, you know, it had an Omnius and a Grax. And so I'm assuming Perceptor's getting the Grax and Fangry's getting the Omnius, Makes Fangry very potent in a control list to have four Pierce four. Um, you know, this deck has got a lot of stuff going on that is the sort of thing that you would expect to see in control list. There's like 24 actions in this deck and there is just a million one ofs, right? Like there's a one of take cover and a steady shot and a spy master's rouge and yeah. one I mean, sabotage armament, reflect damage and hold the line. And just, like it, it's like saying, I don't Perceptor know what to is- expect. Perceptor is just great, and he lets you do <laughs> stuff like that because you just literally have access to your entire pile yep. at all times. Yep, and that's true. I mean, so obviously, I, he like removes half of them from the game or whatever for a while, but like, like all these one ofs are not all for whatever you're playing against at that time. So you just like get to build this awesome pile of cards in your hand that you know for every situation. And the deck's playing a sideboard. Uh, General Optimus, um, you know, from Wave 3, the um, uh, the Siege Optimus, not the Galaxy Prime. Yeah, infantry um, Leader. Infantry Leader, yeah, thank you. And it's interesting to me that that's a choice that they made. I mean, the only way that works is to cut the Perceptor, which seems like in this particular list, I, I don't know if you ever play Optimus. I'd be curious. I'd love to know. And this was played by Marcus. Uh, so, Marcus, if you're a listener... Uh, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know when did you board in Prime, or did you board in Prime at all? Like, is he just just the best bot to put in the board as a threat, and then you just never use it, or was it actually certain matchups where you found Prime to be more valuable than Perceptor? Because Perceptor seems like I wouldn't want to lose Perceptor <laughs> in this list. So I'm 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 curious about that. That's one thing that jumped out at me when I was sort of analyzing this. Um, Two of Tripwire. I like Tripwire a lot, especially when you start seeing a lot of Night Racers and you start seeing a lot of Bronze. Like Tripwire becomes relevant to those uh, characters, especially it's, after it's the wheel. It, it it must have been good in this tournament because there were, you know, it's like not good against the Sky Shadow decks, but there were, you know, half of them were not Sky Shadow decks. They were these like four wides, like 
It has two targets against the first place deck. It has two targets against the Fang Lionizer deck. It has two targets against the Galaxy Prime deck. Uh, so there were a lot of uh, a lot of times when it was good. I my favorite sideboard character was the sideboard character in the first place deck because he's got a sound blaster in the sideboard, I know. which I just think is so <laughs> awesome that you like sideboard in sound blaster and these are disruptor blades and go. Uh, well, I wonder what you do there too, because you got twelve stars on Sound Blaster. So if you play the horrible at seven, well, you're gonna go. You're 19. gonna go to three, I assume. So it's Night Racer at seventeen. Then you got eight left. Can you make eight? Yeah. So like, yeah, you gotta like, go like, like horrible Kreb. Yeah, it's like, well, probably Fangry. I don't know, because you you want to flip Sound Blaster, right? Like, right. You maybe do, you, maybe do. you only flip him once. Who knows? I don't know. I, I just think that's awesome that it's got this like little R Disruptor Blade Sound Blaster yeah. uh, side in. Well, and I, I think you would still play Fusion Borer because you can sort of get double use out of Fusion Borer on Sound Blaster. Oh, yeah. right? I mean, so, you would obviously like, leave in the Comet Daggers and the Fusion Borers. Like, yep. You would just side out something like, I don't know, Sturdy Javelin, <laughs> maybe. Yep. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day... Paralyzo Box that I don't know what it does. <laughs> I, I I wonder in this format. I I do also wonder about that. How often Paralyzo Box actually paid off? As I a hope that it was. Deck. I hope that it was somehow just a bomb, and I don't understand it. But it seems like it was just a strange choice to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. If 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 uh, if anybody that played against this deck in the Corona Cup is listening, I'd also like to know that answer as well because. To me, every time I look at this card, I'm like, oh, I really want this card in my deck. Because, I mean, who doesn't just, want a plus four weapon, right? Like, Well, what I don't understand, like, if it was, like, the, the fourth grenade launcher, it would make more sense to me. But not having the grenade launcher doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Because if if they just wanted a white pip, there's, like, they could play a Sturdy Javelin or Heat of Battle as an additional copy of the cards they already wanted in their deck. Um, or there's other white pips you could play. Or if you want the plus four weapon, why wouldn't you just play grenade launcher? Like, how often are you going to have a guy untap? Like, the only time that Paralyzo Box is better than grenade launcher is if you, uh, like, attack with it, get the plus four, and then attack with it again and get the plus four again. Because if your guy dies, which normally will happen in a deck like this, in between, it's the same, right? Like, it... It is, it is 100%. And so the thing I, that... I the... would... I, I hope there's something cool going on, and Tim, please message me or whatever and tell me how wrong I am. Cause I want to know, but yeah, uh, I agree. I I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to understand the, the card because I look at it. I always sort of like when you, you know, when you lay out a deck and you sort of like, Oh, well this is kind of interesting. I might try this or, you know, like sometimes you just want to try certain cards, especially when we get new cards to play with, to see whether they're any good or not. And we can evaluate a lot of cards in a vacuum, but we talked all last episode about how, we got a lot of those wrong when we look at how the meta is actually shaping up. So I'm willing to accept that maybe I don't understand Paralyzo Box. Sounds like you're willing to accept that maybe you don't understand Paralyzo Box. It makes me want to try Paralyzo Box, but I also well, just like I wouldn't go this, that like, far. But I, <laughs> I, uh, well, I, I, I like that kind of stuff. You know, I like trying to dork around with stuff and and seeing what's maybe out there that is being overlooked or overshadowed. That that's really sort of a bomb. But I, I agree, it doesn't seem very good. It's not good in limited, which we'll get into when we start talking about limited discussion, because I opened one. <laughs> um, and then just kind of go from there. Like the best, you know, I guess in a meta where you think there's a bunch of black pips, Paralyzo Box probably hits all the time on black, but. 
if if I'm gonna jump through a bunch of hoops to play a plus four weapon, I would rather try to make play Master Sword. Like, oh for like, sure, right? Or I would just like play a grenade launcher or just like play an erratic lightning or something, you know? Like, because the best part about Master Sword is honestly just the fact that it's it's irremovable. Like, as long as you hold well, yeah. weapons I mean, in your obviously, hand, obviously, obviously, Master Sword would not be good in the deck that we're talking about. Like, it's not no. like a replacement for Paralyzo. No, but if, no. If you're talking about just like in general trying to make a random like dorky plus four weapon work i think you get a lot more upside out of a card like uh like I'm, master I'm, sword than neil i'm just gonna go to magical christmas land i'm gonna play megatron living weapon and i'm gonna put three master swords on them you're dead bro it's coming how am i dead <laughs> that would like that that wouldn't even be good <laughs> <laughs> yes it would like, it's megatron come on you're good oh my god Megatron is as bad as he's ever been now. Oh, it's so sad. So like bad. he was already worse, but now like all the decks have random like uh reflect damages and uh hollow matter well, projectors I'm, I'm and talking stuff about, in him. So I'm, like I'm talking I'm about saying, living weapon, so I can right. get yeah, yeah. I mean he's he's just bad. Yeah. So uh <laughs> you know, like I'm just mad that like Lord Megatron and General Megatron both like were already dumpster and now they're just like like non-existent like what are you gonna do they're like imagine if they have a reflect damage and you like lord megatron them uh dude like, it sounds so awful <laughs> like and, all and, these and, decks are just like playing these cards that are good against horrible and they're they just like like if you even had an inkling of playing a megatron don't do it <laughs> yeah i mean reflect damage just ruins megatron's day like, i mean we ho- thought there's just like hollow matter projectors in every deck and- we, we we thought sa we thought sa was gonna like ruin general megatron's day and it did but like now with sa and hollow matter projector like yeah just hanging up megs go home you've lost you are no longer no, the conqueror you're, of you're, cybertron you're a step too far we hung it up already now put it in the garbage <laughs> Like it's <laughs> like it was hanging on the coat rack. We were like, okay, you're in the no, back of the closet. No, 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 I will never that. look I still at have you again. To sell. I opened one and, at EI that I still need to sell. <laughs> I'm kidding. Then, I don't care about that. But <laughs> and then uh, now, now he just goes right in the garbage. Just yeah. It's it's sad. It's a sad day, and we did not get a Megatron that's constructed viable in wave five with the, with the new rule. We can equip him with a matrix of leadership though. That's true. Cause we could put an Autobot head on him. Right. Big brain. He's still awful, but, but, but does he, <laughs> but you could put a, matrix Oh, he's on got him. a, he's still got a leader trait too. Yeah. It's just like wow. how you can play callous leadership on legendary warrior Optimus. That seems insane as well now, by the way. It's exactly fine, I think. I don't know if insane is what I would call it, but sure. Uh, I, I I guess I hadn't reached like into those depths yet when we talk about these autocons and and what cards get enabled that would be a cross faction like this. I just hadn't connected those dots yet. I was still and and to be fair, like we submitted a bunch of questions to Watsy last week. We're still sort of waiting on answers from them on it. Um, I think that I know the answer to some of these questions, but I just want to get official rulings so that it's, it makes sense. Cause things like scoundrels blaster and things like nobles blaster say, put only on Autobots, put only on Decepticons. And if they have both, is that still qualify it? I, I believe it does, but I would say from like an intent perspective, like what they want it to do, that 
nobles could go on, you know, a Megatron with a, an apex on it or whatever. But I also think that there's no concrete evidence in either way. So I would like to hear them tell me that. Yep. I, uh, I agree. I, I just think it's important that we get that clarification. And also just talking about the soldier's blaster too. Um, soldier's blasters. Right. If, if, if your Megatron with an apex attacks, like, you know, a brawn, does he get the soldier's blaster benefit? Right. Because, I, because I assume they intend him to, but again, there's no concrete evidence either. Right. Way, so I would like them to put it in writing and tell me as we sit here right now, I actually think, that soldier's blaster only triggers on mercenaries if you put it on an autocon. But I do think, and this is why we need it. We need, we need clarification because, uh, is an autocon, an Autobot Decepticon, um, a whole separate faction or is it, it has both faction traits. And so I take it, I take back my previous statement in my previous example. Um, like if a, a better example is like if you had a Bron with a Nobles attacking a Megatron with an Apex. Right. Is like, it a Decepticon? Would he get Pierce? And I think he would. I think so too. But again, I, they, they don't say that anywhere. I I don't know. It, I think it's pretty easy to figure out, but it's just the kind of thing that we would like to have in writing. Yep. I think, um, I think it just eliminates a lot of guesswork and interpretation from the player base. Right. So it just allows us to sort of, know concretely how these actually operate. We, I mean, we, we understand what they're saying from the FAQ, but what if this is, what if we make an assumption that's the wrong assumption and you don't want to make those kinds of assumptions when you're preparing for tournament play or when you're preparing, you know, for your locals, because it gives, it creates an opportunity to sow misinformation into your local groups as well. And they're going to pass it on. And so that can really permeate really far and wide. And so I think it's just better when you're sort of looked at as the rules expert for your community to, to have the clarification than to not. And, and certainly you and I get asked a lot of rules clarification questions when we show up at our local events. So um, I, I think we've, we've done a pretty good job of covering the Corona Cup 4. Obviously, congratulations yep, to the winner. A bunch um, of horribles. Yep. Almost as many Sky Shadows. Like, Almost as many piece of tyrannies. Um, was there? I, there has to piece of tyranny has to be in every deck, right? Oh, I guess no. no it's seventy five percent because of blue decks. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There so, were a hundred percent fusion bores, though. Don't forget. That's right. There were a hundred percent fusion bores of in the all decks. possible twenty four copies of fusion bore that could exist. There were twenty two. Uh, the sturdy javelin was also a big winner at eighty seven and a half percent play. Sturdy King javelin. Crash. Uh, interestingly. Um, was the most played card in the previous Corona Cup mm-hmm. at like 75. So its play went up. Up, yep. Uh, in the top eight, which that card's obviously great. And and Kamian Crash is also at the uh, 87 and a half. And I, I think these are cards that are going to see play in just about every competitive deck, right? Like it just, yeah. like they're, I was, they're just, I that, was they're way too wrong good. about my initial thing about Kamian Crash where I, I didn't give the Black Piff enough credit. You know, I yep. was just like, why aren't we playing Plasma Burst? But the Black Pip is important. Yep, it, it absolutely is. What Another interesting one to sort of r- kind of bubble up right at the tail end of this battle cards list was Fight for Position. But that's just a product of all the Sky Bowls because there's so many horribles. Fight for Position is just a great. Yeah, it's, just, it's just horrible, right? Like you just want yeah. orange black cards that 
do stuff and it's, you know, the best one or whatever. Right. So I think that, and, and then when you go to the four wides, like the black pip also matters. So even if you don't have horrible and four wide, which this deck still did as well, um, the one deck actually both four wides did. Yeah, um, they all have horrible because he's the best. Yeah, yeah right. He's just like, like in sixty-two and a half percent of decks here, ladies and gentlemen. Like, um, it's pretty incredible to see that, and Grax obviously taking up at fifty percent. So, yeah, I mean, what I yeah. what I was what they surprised... should have done is they should have taken Horrible's text and flopped it with the Megatron. Yeah, that that would have made a lot of sense, right? Yeah, and then yeah. Megatron could have been good. He could have been amazing, and he would well, have cost he would you. Have, he would have been worse, assuming assuming everything else equal. He would have been worse than horrible is now because he's so many stars. But he still would have been good, right? He would have been competitive viable, right? We would have seen Megatron's potentially making their way to top tables, um, and it it is what it is. Like at the end of the day, I'm I I don't lose any sleep over whether or not there's a Megatron good or bad in the game. But I think one of the things that it's always interesting. I was what, like reading a Facebook post this week, and in that post, uh, the poster, the the OP, was getting ready to show Transformers to a group of people that had never seen Transformers before, like never seen the game before. And so he wanted to create iconic matchups, and we've we've tried this in the past, right? Like we've we've had this conversation, and the problem is that you really want to put Optimus on one side and Megatron on the other side. But just all the Optimuses are better than all any of the Megatrons. Like I, 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 I think that the Optimus in this set is better. Like if if we're just talking about you know in in a vacuum or whatever, he is better. But the Optimus in this set and the Megatron in this set are similar enough that you could like make decks, right? Like you could make like right. preview decks, like like for new players. Um. The, the biggest challenge he, that he went on with was that even if you pick a Megatron and pick an Optimus and do it that way, um, there's still just lots of great choices for iconic characters on the Autobot side, like like good star point costs for things like Bumblebee and for you know things like Cliffjumper and and right. all, even all like the, even like Ironhide, right? Like, yeah, like Cup, a Ironhide fine dude as a as like a preview dude, like a new player dude. Right. Ratchet, you know, I mean, all those cards, all those characters from the Autobots that we were really like, we really knew and loved as G1 fans, like they're, they're iconic enough and they can fit on a team. Um, and, and they may not have great synergies together, but you're talking about introductory experiences anyways, but, but your opponent can sit down and go, Oh, I know these dudes. Right. Or you, you can sit down and play them and go, Oh, I know these dudes. When you play Decepticons, um, you know, just, the, we don't really get that, right? We can't right, fit a star screen with Megatron. We, we, you know, like, the, the only Decepticons that people really remember are Megatron, Shockwave, Starscream, and Soundwave. Soundwave. And, and Ravage. And, I think Ravage got a lot of love in G1. Well, he's essentially the same as Soundwave, right? Like, if, <laughs> sure. if you know Ravage, you know Soundwave. It's not, you don't sure. know, like, and one probably no Rumble that way from as well. So, yeah. The problem with those guys is like there just aren't small ones of those guys except Starscream and all the Starscreams suck. Yeah. Like they're And I would all say cool. Skywarp gets a little bit of love too, just to be just to be fair to Skywarp. I don't want to like short, That's true. Short, a lot of people like Skywarp. Uh but again, like so you, you could play like one of those guys we just named, except for Soundwave, who has to have like his whole little team of cassettes and he's just kinda awkward. Both both sound waves are awkward, I think. 
Um, but like Shockwave Megatron, you could play with like the small Skywarp and that's one of the small Star Screams, and you just have a bunch of bad dudes. But like, you just I don't know it it, it just doesn't fit very well. No, I, like, I really all the, I, you want like a Megatron Star Scream Shockwave pile, and you just can't do that because that's like thirty five stars. <laughs> exactly like i I really want to just see them like i think we're getting far enough into the game now where the original starter sets and then the wave two starter sets are becoming a little bit more sparse on shelves anyways that i think it's sort of an opportunity and maybe they're not sparse in warehouses i don't know their their you know channel stock by any stretch of the imagination but i think it's starting to get to a point now where it's time for them to introduce a real starter set for a two player starter experience because I would, as a player windmill slam that so that when I have two new players show up, I could say, here you go, play this, you know, experience. And to be fair, the, the starter set that we got at Gen Con, like you and I were not impressed with the game after that. We were like, eh, it's okay. Like it, it was, it was not something that was immediately like, man, we just have to play this game, you know, at, at every level. It took a while for the game to sort of, um, bubble up for us into something that we wanted to continue to play. So um, I, I would like to see him work on that. I'd like to see Watsy work on that, especially, you know, when we come out of this quarantine life and we actually start to get into going back into stores, I think it's one of the ways that you can sort of grow a local community. And if you can create a couple of like, I, I got to give Pokemon a lot of props here. They, they put some staple cards in all of their starter sets that are constructed staples. And by doing that, it sort of incentivizes you to buy the theme decks for Pokemon. And while those decks are not competitive at any stretch of the imagination, they kind of help you get off the ground when you start to consider competitive play, right? Like they, they're fun to play out of the gate. And when you play them against other theme decks, they're, they're really awesome and, and, and an enjoyable game experience because there's a lot of back and forth and trading and you know things like that that go in on the Pokemon experience that makes those games pretty interesting from a theme deck perspective. But then, you know, you get a couple of staple cards in each one. And so depending on which one you choose, you kind of are able to take the next step into competitive play. Uh, especially if you're starting to collect some packs in that process as well. I'd like to see that happen for this game. Um, I think that would make our jobs as con- as content creators and our jobs as community builders in our local communities easier to sort of, set people off right you see it all the time like where should i start how should i start what should i buy it's- yeah these these games that have the like asymmetrical starting like guys destiny um is an example they tend to have a very i don't want to say like prohibitive but like like if, if you use magic as an example and I have like a bunch of dual lands or whatever in my deck and we play and I just like have more money in my deck than you, you know, individual cards like that, when you draw them, will show up and show the difference in the parallel between our, between our decks. But like when I like start and play with a galaxy and you're a new player, like that, that is a big disparity just to like, start the game with right like like that i haven't like a 90 dollar card that's incredibly powerful in play in front of you i don't have to worry about drawing it i don't have to worry about like 
awkward draws or whatever. I mean, that still exists, but I, like my bomb rare is in play in front of you. And, and, you know, we see that reflected in the prices of these cards where there's just like $60 cards and $80 cards and $100 cards. And then like all the other bots are five bucks, cards, $1, $4, cards. $3. And, exactly. Yeah. You know, that, that makes it hard to print these starter decks because they can't print a galaxy in a starter deck because that would just completely devalue, you know, like, like if like the, I'm just using galaxy example, it could be sky shadow or whatever. Like if like this high tier playable bot is just in a starter deck, like you really screw up the economy of your game. And so it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's hard in a game like this to do that on the battle card level. You know, I think it's fine. Well, uh, I, I'm going to give I'm going to actually give Fantasy Flight some props here, and I don't give Fantasy Flight very many props when it comes to card <laughs> games. But <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, we love Marvel Champions Fantasy Flight. So if you if somebody from Fantasy Flight's listening, I mean, no offense, but but Destiny did a really good job of creating starter sets that had competitively viable characters in them. They didn't they didn't like they they just had better. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna it's not better character balance but it kind of is right like they just went okay we're gonna print um you know the second starter set had phasma two like we called it phasma two in that game because the first phasma was hot garbage second phasma was really good um and then it had ray and so ray and phasma at that time in the game when that set came out that starter set came out um they were some of the better characters in the game were they the best no but they were competitively viable Right. Certainly there were still better characters. I mean, we could we could, you know, go down and run down a list of characters. But that's one thing about Destiny that I will give it a lot of props that I played through four sets of it. And there just became a lot of competitively viable characters. Was Ray as powerful as Yoda? Hell no. Not even close. But Yoda did things differently, right? It played on a different axis than Ray. So like if you wanted to play a a, a more like fighty style like what we would call an aggro deck you know you could play ray but if you wanted to play a more control thinky game you played yoda and so you could survive you could go show up at a tournament with ray and win a tournament with ray and the same held true for like the boba fett starter like boba fett and captain phasma those two cards for me won me a store championship and they came out of starter sets so i think i think it's possible to be done i just just want to put that out there without devaluing the marketplace for cards like Galaxy Prime or Shockwave or, you know, whomever, Hor- like Horrible's, you know, he's not expensive. He's an uncommon, but um, Perceptors and uh, oh, yeah. Sky I mean, Shadows you, and things you like could that. print like, like Fangry in a starter set, right? Like a card that yeah. had Fangry's text. Yeah, absolutely. He, he'd be like a perfect starter bot, right? Uh, and And I think that's the kind of thing that I'm hoping that they will start to consider doing uh, as a, I don't, we have no idea when we're going to get wave six, obviously it's too early. We just got wave five. We're enjoying wave five. I don't, I don't even care about wave six right now, but I would like to see a starter set so that I can give people an iconic transformers experience and showcase what the game plays like to sort of, you know, whet the appetite for a player that maybe is considering making a move out of another game. You know, that's, that's all I'm asking for right now is, um, I, I don't want to have to craft that because I, 
I know what it takes to craft a balanced experience. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Like uh, we've done that before for, you know, in our past development experience. So I don't want to be the developer. I'm asking them to be the developer for this game. But if you give us the tools, we'll use the tools to help grow the game. So that's, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm coming at it from a player's perspective now. So yeah, but anyways, I, I, I think we've beat that horse well into the dirt. Um, he, he's, he's probably twitching and sad at this point, but like, like let's move on and talk about our sealed play because you and I got on stream last Sunday and, and I annihilated we, you in a bunch of matches. You, you did, man. Like I just got, like, I, I left that session trying to figure out like, you know, you know, I'll evaluate all my games when I play, whether I win or lose, I always think about my play lines and, you know, I'll go, Oh yeah, you know what? This is where a place where I made a mistake. Even though I won the game, I still made a mistake here or, Oh, you know what? I lost the game, but this is where I lost it. And this is how I lost it. And so I will do that. And I do that in sealed a lot. And I'm struggling after those three matches to understand what I could have done differently with any of my pools to give me a fighting chance. Cause I did just get sort of like two Oh, two Oh, two Oh, right. Like we had, so we had a two, one match in the middle match, but from, um, the, from the deck building perspective, like just opening packs, the first thing that we noticed was that like, I got a bunch of one and two star heads in all my pools and you got like a bunch of three and four star heads. And because of that, I was at a gigantic advantage because I just got to make like, you know, a real team of guys with like, I, I got to utilize all of my cards. Whereas when you were setting your cards on the table, you had to say, okay, well, these three just can't even be considered because they don't fit in my 25 stars. And that's something that, you know, if, unless you've played like limited with wave one only, you haven't really had to worry about before because wave three and four had all these nice little four and five micro, star bots. The micromasters, yeah. You could, and the battle masters, yeah. Um that you could just fill out any team and you could play like, you know, any bomb that you opened. But Yeah, it's also it's also an issue of opening stratagems, right? Like it's very rare that you're gonna have a relevant stratagem. It it did come up in my three pools, I think once, where I could have played like the crankcase stratagem with crankcase. But <laughs> it's cute that you think that's relevant. <laughs> I'm not I don't think it not, is. But... I, I, I no, no, I don't think it is at all. I'm, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like like the stratagems are basically a blank in limited, right? Like you just go, Oh, well, uh, I guess right. I didn't I get mean, anything there, I can use. There are some of them um, that are good, right? Like mm-hmm. Like if you open a super rare, the windsweeper one is really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I, if you manage windsweeper and windsweeper stratagem, good job. I opened that in that test one. Remember, I had windsweeper the, and windsweeper stratagem. I decided not to play it so I could. Fit oh, my that's Optimus. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the <laughs> it wasn't on stream. Yeah, yeah. It was in one of no. the practice ones we did when we were opening the store product. <clears throat> but but it, it's just it's interesting because like I agree with you the 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 heads that you get make a huge difference in what team you can put together because we don't have any four star or five star bots. Like we have some five star bots, but most of the five star bots are super rares. Well, right. So there's only two of them, right? Am I wrong about Uh, that? I think there's only two. It's only Braun and Night Racer. Braun and yeah, Braun and Night Racer. You're right. Braun and Night Racer. So So Braun's a common Night Racer. Braun is really good. Yeah. Braun is really, really good. Um, 
And obviously Night Racer is insane, but it's a super rare, so it's hard to even take that into account when we're like discussing real limited. If right. you get one, that's great. But if I'm opening a super rare, she's like not the super rare I want to open, I don't even think. And I open two super but, rares <laughs> in the in the three seal pools. Because uh, we we finished up the second seal pool uh, and transitioned into a new box. And I again opened the super rare from that box and in that pool. And so I opened a pounce. Pounce seemed really good and limited, obviously. But he wasn't like, I don't think he was backbreaking. Did you feel like he was backbreaking? I mean, I, I got too owed there. Like just, just got annihilated. Well, in those games. I mean, I think he's incredibly good. I think he's super, super good and limited. But you just had a horrible with a crab, right? <laughs> so, well, like, you you have to have like the guys to go with him, right? Like, so if your pool contains two secret actions, he's not as good, right? And you I know? had a lot of secret actions in that list, right? I had so I, I think he was really good because you just have like a seven power guy for eight stars, you know. And even at five twelve two, if you don't have the other thing, he's fine, and his his flip is fine. But what you have is just this guy you don't have to flip that attacks for five or sometimes attacks for seven, and he's cheap-ish, right? Like, yeah. So that's that's good. Yeah, eight stars. Yeah, reasonable. Right. So I think he's really good. If, you know, like, obviously I would rather have, like, a windsweeper or uh, a whirl or whatever. Like, those are super rares that I think are very impactful, but again, I I don't think that analyzing the super rares is really where we want to be. No, so, no, I'm just uh, I'm just talking about it from a perspective of like, you know, we saw a lot of people sort of kind of get all over the EI for you know if you open a super rare, you're just going to windmill slam it and crush your opponent. And I what my, my argument I'm making in the seal version of this game right now with just uh, Titan Masters attack is is that I don't think the super rares are anywhere near that auto win status of like. Okay, you open super rare Lord Megatron, like you're in really good shape. Well, Lord um, Megatron I, was an exception to the rule where like he just does four damage to your team every three turns or whatever. Right. Like because your deck is so small and limited. Yeah, we just we just have that in horrible now. <laughs> well, but you still have to work like like horrible plays by the rules. It's not like, sure. like Lord Megatron where he's just a giant <laughs> and he's unfair and you never see one except for the one dude that wins a tournament. But yeah, so the the super rares I think can be like are all good and I would play all of them essentially. Sure. Um, but the I problem didn't play like the tracks. we were talking about, you didn't play what the tracks. When I opened the tracks, I didn't play them because I couldn't fit him. Right. So like, that's, I mean, that's, that's the thing here, right? Like, like we were talking about wave three and four and you're talking about the wave three and four super rares. You, you get two bots in every pack and one of the bots is small. So you can always fit them. Like you open a galaxy and you can still like, play the galaxy in a reasonable team because you just have a million three and four star bots or four and five star bots that you can play. This set is not like that. This set you get like you open like a beachcomber and an outback as like your small bot. Right. So you only and have six stars and seven stars, stars. remaining. Yep. yep. Um, so you just like make the best team you can and you open so many bodies and the bodies are essentially a, a like a number of stars equal to the heads. Like the actual size of the bodies is almost irrelevant with the exception of the giant ones. Um, they're all so similar, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, that you're either going to have the one star head or you're not, you know? Mm -hmm. So this, the bodies most of the time, unless you have a one star head or your core guy, they're going to take up, 
you know, 40% of your stars. Right. Minimum. Yeah. And, and that's what happened to you, right? Like, like I did. opened Every a one pedal. or two star head in a bunch of things and I just, I was able to play like double bodies or I was able to play like, like body plus eight star, you know, that kind of thing. And, and it makes a big difference. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm worried about this because at the EI, everybody had such a terrible limited experience. At least it seemed that way from what we heard from the internet. I loved it, but the, the majority, or at least the vocal minority, I don't know which it was, didn't have fun playing limited at the EI. And now that we're like, like, I think that limited, at least the sealed that we played felt a lot more punishing, um, which I think it's fine. Like I still enjoyed playing the limited games. I think the puzzle is very fun, but if people weren't having play, having fun playing easy limited where you just got to play 25 stars of awesome guys every time that if you open an Optimus and can't play it because your other bots are all like crankcases and wingspans or whatever, bludgeons, you're going to I mean, feel whatever, bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like, <clears throat> so we, we talked about this, like you opened Optimus, Megatron, and all three of your pools on Sunday. Right. I played, and, Mega, I played and Megatron, played Optimus, a, Megatron. Right. Cause you were able to do that because of low star cost heads. Yep. Um, what what I will say that's I, I congratulate Watsi on making sure that the bodies open with a head. That that's that's important here, right? Like if you open a regular bot like a bludgeon or a, a gears or an outback or a beachcomber or something yeah, like that, if, if it you're was, gonna get a stratagem. If it was random, like there would be some percentage of people that would have unplayable pools. Correct. So I, I, I'm glad that at least the algorithms for pack processing are done that way. I mean, obviously there may be mistakes in that from time to time. Of course that's going to happen. But, but the reality of it is, is that at least you always get heads and you always get bodies. The question is whether or not you can put the proper head and proper bodies together to make it matter. And I think that all is going to come down to whether or not, like you said, whether or not you got low star heads so that you can still put together a body head and two other bots. And whether that's a body head on the second bot or whether that's a, uh, you know, Outback and a Gears or, a, you know, Beachcomber and a Gears or whatever, right? Whatever the commons, a Brawn and a, a you know. A, right. I think a lot of times you're going to end up with like a six, a seven, and then a body a with whatever head you have. Right. That's that's 100% what I'm seeing as well. Um, one thing I will say about battle card choices I do think that there is more thought process in the battle card deck construction now than. There was in what in the, easy mode. The thought process for wave three and four was like, is it black? Put it in the pile. You know, like it's so that I mean, I think it's a little more involved than that. I by the third one we did, I, I had found it pretty easy to make the pile of playables and unplayables. Um you know, we're we're not defense is not as dead as it was in wave three and four, but it's yeah. still pretty dead. Yeah, so blue, like, like I I ended up with a pretty heavy blue pool and it kind of worked, but it was definitely just playing from behind. And that is the, the game that we took, you know, uh, to three rounds. But to be fair, you you made I, a pretty, I played pretty significant play mistake. I played extremely greedy in game one of that one. And, and, I, puni- and I punished you for it. Yeah. And that's how I won the game. As soon as you went to conservative play, uh, I couldn't beat you. There was no way. There was no way I was coming out yeah, of that. And, and this is something like you were too tall. And it wasn't like actual too tall because you had two heads, so it was like pseudo four tall. But because you you only had two attacks, 
this isn't constructed where like you all automatically get the head right away. So I just like attacked with my brawn and you attack my brawn and then I attack with my crankcase, you attack my crankcase, and then I smashed you with my optimus. Right. Like it it uh, Well the too tall the too tall version with heads that I played in that was actually a third game. That was still a pretty aggressive deck. This was the pool where I had the bludgeon with Oh um, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, crankcase, and I don't remember. My third bot was gears, I think, or something. But <laughs> anyways, X, X some random X, filler, guy. X random, whatever guy could fit in the deck, sort of thing. And that was a deck I ended up with lucky dodge. So like, I I think I even lucky dodged you. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. I like attacked you for seven damage and just just blanked it. And I guess <laughs> I guess you win, Jesse. I guess. <laughs> And yeah, so I mean, whatever the 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 it was fun. I had a lot of fun playing sealed. I'm not taking anything away from the fun factor of sealed. Uh, I enjoy playing the game that way, and like I'm ready to go out and buy another box with you and like play some more the, sealed because the one it's thing fun. that I didn't like, and I still, I mean, this is just pretty much, uh, you know how limited has been for the duration of Transformers existing, is like. In the first pool, I just had like five plus three weapons, right? I just had like, like triple crystal of power, double fusion bore, and so I won easily. Like, it's just those are uncommons. You'll see a lot of them, but like, like not that many. Well, crystal is common. Crystal is common, so you're going to see a lot of crystal of power, no matter what. Crystal of uh, power is an uncommon. No, 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 it's not. I'm looking at it on Computron right now, uh, at this minute, at this very second. Is the Computron the... image incorrect? No, you're right. It is an uncommon. What? What is the common plus three weapon that's in this set? Is that Phase Charger? There isn't one, right? No, I'm pretty sure there is. Uh, sorry, chat. I'm I'm curious now. Chat. All the people chatting during chatting our with us. Uh, yeah. private recording the, of this, this podcast. Is, this is too much. This is too much st- Twitch streaming. You're welcome um hold on god why are you you doing that like a plus three weapon there's like i guess there's like the bad charge is that a common so there's there's grav inhibitor that's common are you talking about industrial phase charge industrial Industrial phase phase charge and sharpen talons those are the common weapons right so i'm not including him blaster (laughs) yeah Um, all all three of those are good actually uh i i really like right I, i think junk cannon is good like like it was just like you just played every weapon you could, right? Like right. Oh yeah, you you still and were, and like that pool, I had no like no even, relevant. I even weapons. played Sonic Stun Gun in a couple of decks. It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like great, but it was fine. Yeah, it it it's it's just a, a weapon, right? So like, what was weird? What what I thought was weird, and I talked about this on stream, was like the sheer number of utilities there are, because they have the tough one and the bold one, but there's also like plus one attack on Spy Satellite Uplink. There's a plus one attack on staggering might. There's um, I there was so I'm, one I'm just one. gonna I'm just gonna grab all oh, the utilities there's, there's for the a set. Escape capsule. I guess that one's a rare. But I, I just felt like I like had all these. things. There are I, ten utilities in the battle card set out of sixty four. And cards. conversion expertise, which I think that card's bad, but yeah, conversion I, expertise. I like put. Is conver- I like put brass knuckles and the uh the tough one in my deck like thinking that they were a um a weapon and an armor because i wanted to trigger things like blade fury right and uh ghost ghost shield 
but they're not. And then I was like, oh, well, this is stupid. I guess Brass Knuckles just goes right in the bad pile. Um, yeah, and Ghost Shields are rare, so you're not going to get a ton of Ghost Shields. But um, Right. I, yeah, I thought Blade I, Fury was really, really good. I mean, maybe that's obvious because it's just like plus four attack or whatever. But Yeah, Blade, also, Blade Fury Unlimited seems really good. Kamian Crash is insane as a common. It's um, I'm, I'm happy it's there because I think it, it creates the right amount of fairness for everybody to have some direct damage in. Yeah. It's just a good card. It's just, I, it's like on a power level that I'm not sure should be a con for limited, but it seemed fine. Um, I thought that, uh, I got a lot of value out of enhanced power cell. Uh, Oh yeah. There's basically, there's basically no, uh, utility removal that I'm aware of in the set. Are you aware of anything utility removal wise? Because I know disassemble is only weapon and armor. Yeah. Um, I can't think of one on top of my head. I got you that one time with the turn to tide. <laughs> that card's funny. <laughs> yeah. Way to go on. I also got tide. you that one time with the magnetic dysfunction ray, the greatest magnetic dysfunction ray that's ever been played. That was a good mag ray. It did two to my optimus and killed two of your bots. <laughs> yes. I was like, I was like purposely trying to play around, like keeping the bot out of out of range of like everything but a Camion and just totally forgot about Magray. Contrails is really a, good. Yeah, Contrails. I, I thought is that insane. card was going to be good, but it was actually even better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that card is so insane because there are, you just basically have like in a 25 card deck, you have like 22 black pips. So it's like all of a sudden you just go pure defensive for the turn that you Contrail. So like I flipped a Bludgeon. Like you attacked me with a big prime and did like 11 and I just defended 11 with Bludgeon because of Contrails. Yeah. I like mean, you're always going to get pierced a little bit because there are a lot of black pips, but like, right. I just couldn't it, believe that you blanked that one attack. Like, it was just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was also, just like, oh, so I'll take three. You open a bunch of triangulators and you can put them directly in the garbage. Yeah, they, they're not good. Um, just forget about them. Because there's no, there's no way to focus your deck or hone your deck in, in my opinion. In, in, right, the, in the, card, the card has no pips and it has no text. Like, it, it's just nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's like five right, percent better than tech research. It's, 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I mean, I would argue it, that tech research might be fringe playable and limited, right? Like, uh, it, I quit the stream. Like, it you're, might you're just be straight up wrong, and you're just like, like making me look bad by association. Oh yeah, that's that's you, no, you make yourself look bad. I I don't help you through that process at all. But I I'm just saying, like, tech research. No, in I'm not limited, having this conversation. Whatever. We don't need to have this conversation. Don't play tech research. But at the end of the day, um, Triangulator it, is on that same par, right? It just doesn't it, do the, anything. I kept opening them, and I'm like, well, I hope that I don't have to put this card in my deck. Like, like the focus is just not going to matter. The card's text on focus does not matter. So what 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 do you care and it's uncommon so it's not like you're gonna like that triangulator should have a white pip or it should have a black pip like i agree it, the other ones have pips i guess it shouldn't have a white pip because attack drone has a white pip um but well, it's a utility, it, have a black it doesn't pip. fit it doesn't fit on the attack drone side right well, like, I'm, I'm just compa- cause... like like i'm just comparing it to the other like collectum ones because mm-hmm. it's it's like that so the defensive one has a blue pip Right. The offensive one has a white pip. Right. Because I guess they thought it was too good if it had an orange pip. Well, the orange pip is focus fire, right? That's the collective. Well, it's not That's equipment though. Right. Like, I'm, sure, I'm talking sure. about specifically the upgrades. So what's the blue upgrade? 
It's the tough Collect one them. one. Oh yeah, yeah, the extra padding. The one that I hate. Thanks. Yeah, extra padding. Yeah. Yeah. Um extra padding has a blue pip. Yep. Tactron has a white pip. This should have a black yep. pip. It shouldn't be blank. I it would it would have also helped them sort of advance the the narrative that they're talking about, you know, Matt was talking about with Vector a couple of weeks ago on their pod where, you know, they're trying to make black pips its own archetype in the game. Like making a the triangular a black green, I don't know if it would actually help that, but it, it at least makes it interesting enough to consider it, right? Like you would go, Oh, like, okay, I, I collect them for focus I, three. I, I can't I probably still wouldn't play it, but I just can't think of any reason that would be broken, right? Like, sure. You know, I, obviously they thought it was too good with a black pip, or they would have printed it with one, or they just thought there were too many black pips in the set as a whole and didn't want another one. Um, I don't know, but don't play triangulator. Yeah. I found myself yeah. playing spy satellite uplink a lot. Yeah, that card actually just served a lot of relevancy, even though the the card text was basically blank. It's just it's right. just a green it's black like, plus one. Like in a That's, world where your weapons are like. There aren't very many. It it was fine. It was always like like the twenty fourth or twenty fifth card I put in, but I did find myself playing it a lot. Right. I um, think you'd make that same decision on staggering might as well if you pulled a staggering might and needed, you know, you wanted to add it. It's a white pip, so it's relevant. I would, I would play staggering gives, might like every time because it it right. has a white pip. Like that's very right. good. Right. Um. Obviously, you're never. Is it possible? I guess. I guess you could have an optimus with a four star head, and you'd be able to equip it. Right. But uh, seems, I mean, seems even unlikely. just ignoring the, um, even just ignoring the text on it, the the white pip with the plus one attack on the utility slot is good enough. But it's a rare, you know. Yep. The like I said, there were a bunch. If you include rares, there's a bunch of those. There's like, uh, escape capsule and. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think nitro boosters has a place, but maybe. It's a maybe. Nitro boosters is a card that like I wanted to be good, but you have a you have to have like a really specific deck to make it good, right? Like, yeah, you you got to pull a car, and there's not very many cars that are not super rare. Car, you just have to have a dude with three power, right? Like, right. I mean, and there are lots of instances of that, but then you can't play another weapon on them, so it just seems sort of meh. Right. So Um, you like have to have a like a deck that has a like you have to have a brawn, I guess. Which is um, which is why I, I was saying like having the car at least it becomes a double black in your deck which is more relevant so then the card text doesn't matter but that and that's ultimately what I did with laser scalpel laser scalpel was just for double blacks I yeah, ended that, up with a couple laser really ca- scalpels it's yeah it's good again it's a utility um, like this yeah. like I said it's just the second is full utility I kept yep. putting last stand in my pile and I never got to play it it was just <laughs> I like I shouldn't have played it probably like but I just like wanted my you know my my beachcomber or whatever to kill your big guy. Right. But it never came up. So that was bad. I mean, so I think, I think the, the key takeaways that I had in this format was that you, you know, there's going to be a lot of attacks for like five pierce six or five pierce seven or four pierce eight, or, you know, some ridiculous number like that. And so, you know, having defense doesn't necessarily really matter. So like, I, I mean, I actually, this was probably a mistake, but I actually cut a handheld blaster in my first pool because I was like, I just don't think the blue pips matter. Maybe it's I okay like, to still have blue pips. I like pips, the double but, ones, but like, I yeah. don't like the card brass knuckles. Yeah. Um, I, I think brass knuckles is a, is a not, not good. I mean, the only thing that good that comes out of brass knuckles is 
the fact that if the rest of your pip density is like slanted, like if you've got, you know, 11 oranges, which would be a really, really aggressive orange deck in sealed, in my opinion, then the bold matters off brass knuckles, right? Like, then you should play it. I, but yeah, brass knuckles, like, is the only one I like. So, so thinking of naming the cards that exist that just have like a regular blue pip, like in the set, there aren't very many. Brass knuckles, I don't think is good. Electro optical visor, like, I I think is very meh. I would play it over brass knuckles, I guess. Um, well, so I I think and, like an- emergency repair patch I found to be okay. Um, and and handheld blaster I would play, but like so that's kind yeah, of the I end. I mean, of there's it. also like, in hostilities, but, but well, yeah, there, there's a bad. bunch of rares. I guess there's like master sword and. Uh, uh, I I would I I think Mason. Master Sword would be really hard to play in limited because I just don't think there's a consistent enough way to bring weapons in. unless you get like I, I sharp and talons. Uh, you ha- you hated it or you like no it? I played it. I didn't ever like draw it or have a situation right. where I would play it, but I I did put it in my pile. I guess yeah. I mean, Scouting Mission is a good card that I would play. Yes, but I would play Scouting Mission kind of regardless of its pips. It just happens to have a blue pip. Right, uh, Scout Armors seems meh That's I mean, maybe if you though. have yeah i mean i'm just looking at cards in the set i mean like i would play, I would not play scout armor if i had things. a guy to equip it to probably yeah i i like tripwire just because it gives you another source of direct damage but i don't right. think you and should I would expect play, to use its ability i would play tripwire um but electro yeah. optical visor seems really bad uh emergency yeah, repair okay. patch seems really bad um and i'm gonna like go out I, on a limb and say be- belligerence and end hostilities are not limited cards. So if you pull belligerence and end hostilities, I think really long and hard about whether well, you should play. I it. would play belligerence every time because I have an orange pip. And I think the orange pips are very good. Uh, the blue pips I'm kind of on the fence about, but I would just essentially play every orange. Um, so I would play belligerence. The end hostilities I would consider playing. Like, depending on how good or bad my pool is, like, it could be, like, the 23rd or 24th or 25th card I put in. Um, or I would side it in against somebody if I thought it was good. But, like, the the commons that I think are really good, I mean, and maybe this is just obvious because they're, like, plus attack cards. Is I thought Blade Fury was really good. I thought Kamian Crash was really good. Um, Kamian Crash might just be the best card in a set. Um, it, it's it's got to be up common. there not not literally the best card in the set the best common um, I, I got i got a lot of like i really liked i mean uh mission briefing i thought was pretty good for a common card uh yep it's common that's a card that, um, that i put in a bunch of decks just because it's like not it's like, a white pit it does something right and it does something exactly i think precision so, fire is really good and i think sharpened talents is really good yeah like, those are like I the think, commons that i think are the best Yep, I agree. Those those seem to make a lot of sense to me as well. So, um, e- either way, I think I think the game is a lot of fun in limited, and Man, I think I it's a great. It. I, I I liked it a lot more than Wave Three, Wave Four. Like, it felt. I it I guess I guess it's just like I I think you should play. Well, sure, but I I also think like flip the pools around, and you might have a little bit different perspective on it, because I think it's hard to build a powerful team. Like assuming that our battle decks are essentially sort of on a similar par, we're making similar you know card decisions in our pools. Um, obviously, like your wave, your first pool having five weapons yeah, is the, just like the first pool insane. had 
like not only was it an insane team because I had a horrible and a Megatron, um, it also was just like an insane pool because I had a bunch of crystals and a bunch of fusion borers. Um, so like that was probably out there. But I, I mean, I like the puzzle, right? Like I, my t- starting teams were better than yours. I mean, it made it easier to win. But I, I found the like actual play pattern a little more exciting because I like you know my sealed in the EI or whatever it was just five five white little, little dudes. It didn't really matter what cards order, I actually right. played. It was just like I attack and I flip black pips, and you know this this is not like that. You know that there are a lot of black pips, and you can probably you know with the right pool go kind of wide, but I think you're going to have more three wide games, like three wide with a head games than, uh, than these like random, just like pierce you out type. Yeah. And they definitely felt like there was much more relevant card play just in general. Um, like we were, you, you had to make correct decisions on card play, which is something that I don't think you had to do, uh, in seal as often. Right. It always mattered. It just, it, it feels better to like, I don't know, just to like play a three wide game than play like as wide as you can, as black as you can, as it was before. Um, And, and it feels good to have a limited set that doesn't seem to have literal blanks in it. Like, you know, except triangular. Right. There, there are cards that are very <laughs> bad, like Triangulator, like Versatility. Yeah, um, Versatility. Versatility is a rare, though. Like, it's not like where we just had, like, Enigmas, you know, where you had literal blanks in your pack. Um, and, and Wave 3 and 4 was less like that. But you still had, like, like, you would still run into random things like, uh, what's the four-wheel drive? Yeah, like cards and like not that, have a that, truck. Yeah, that so it wasn't. It's not like an actual blank in the set, like the enigmas are, but it's just like sometimes you can't play it kind of situation. I didn't feel like I ran into that. No, and the cards that sort of put that narrow, you know, play pattern on them uh, are rare in this set, so they're just less likely to get them and have to deal with them. But scout armor is a good example of that still sort of happening, but it also at least isn't just like a single subtype. Hold downs another one that like. Well, you know, it doesn't care down, about anything other than the tanks when you're, you're flipping. Right. Holdown's so. text is text. It's not like enigmas, right? Like, it's not like electrified spikes or whatever that has right. to go on a Dinobot. There's no Dinobots in the set kind of thing. This set right. doesn't have that, and I like that. Um, yep. I agree with that as well. And I, um, you know, I, 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 I think it's cool. I think it's fun. So, I mean, even though I got completely blown out this last Sunday, um, you know, I, I still had a good time. I just, it, it, it is a little frustrating when you can't put together a team because you just have like odd star combinations because your heads are all three and four star heads. And yeah, it's, it's difficult. I mean, and, and it's, I mean that you have no control over that's totally random. So you just do the best you can. And I mean, with the exception of the first pile where I just had an insane team and an insane pool, like the games were pretty competitive like at least like we were just like playing cards instead of you know like the first match where I just annihilated you. 
Yeah, but I mean, I w- there was no chance for, for the, a regular seal pool to beat the that. The one yeah. last thing I would say, this is a little specific, is that Crankcase is so good. Oh, oh my, my gosh, dude. He's so he good. Insane. Uh, I, I, every time I played him, I'm like, he, he forces you to rethink the way you play and never having played him. Like I, I made lots of mistakes on stream with him where I was just like, Oh yeah, I gotta have five cards. I can't play this card. Like, like that sort of thing. You have to really be mindful when you're playing him. But once you start sort of getting in the habit of using him, you're like, wow, this, this guy's pretty nuts. He's just a common that I would rather have than like Roadbuster. You know, I, when I we don't were know maybe I'd rather have a Roadbuster, is, but is, is he six stars? Is Crankcase six seven? Stars? Seven, okay. I was thinking about like times we played cards like Dinobot Swoop back in the day, but those were all six stars. If Crankcase was six stars, he would he would see competitive play. Well, you he know, be- Scott was playing him on Vector Stream a week and a half ago or whatever. Um, his problem is that you have to flip him. So like you have to have a deck where either he's the only one you flip or you have like a Wave 3 Optimus or something that uses some flips but not all. Um, cause he, you have to get him, even, even if you don't use the draw card mode, you have to get him into like eight power mode into bot mode. Um, but yeah, and he's a common, you're going to see a ton of him and he's really good. Yep. And like, he, he probably ends up needing to be priority number one. If you can get to him, yeah, he's, he's, you know, that's, that's, that would be my takeaway with him. Cause he, he is just really punishing. Like. You you throw an industrial phase charger on him and the dude attacks for ten and sometimes attacks for eleven with no battle card flips. I mean, he's he's just like he's he's in a similar vein to pounce where like through no work he attacks for a million and and like very few stars. And so you have all these cards in your deck that like, you know, you have like a fusion bore or whatever that's already good on everyone that's still in your deck, and then like you just put it on this awesome guy, you attack for a jillion. And you only put seven stars in him, right? Like you don't it's not really important what cards are in your battle deck. He's just good. Cause even his like, like even his flip back to alt mode is good. Like just draw a card is good. Yeah. I, I, I do think he is that one of this sets common bombs, right? Like we talked he about Ion be, storm. He has to be the best common that doesn't have a head and he might be the best common anyway. I don't know what the common bodies are. Well, let me, but, let me just uh, run down that really quick here for wave five. It's, there's not going to be that many of them. So, you have are any, are any of them common? Yeah, any of the gears, bodies? No, you have gears outback. Yeah, so he he's the best Comer. common for sure. Yeah, gears outback, beachcomber, bludgeon, brawn, crankcase, and wingspan. And I would venture to guess. I guess um, like brawn is also very good, but in a very different way. Just from the things we were talking about, how you get awkward star counts. Um, but and I, I and I I think if you end up in a situation where you know your primary character has to be bludgeon, he's not terrible. Um, I, I was pretty, pretty well satisfied with just attacking on the four 13, three side for Pierce one, tough one, right? Like I think that, Legend's that, good. He just yeah. like, like he gets in the range of like, you have a head and a guy, you'd rather have a head and a guy. Right. Um, uh, I, I think Beachcomber is going to be guy behind is so good. I think Beachcomber is going to be really hard to get any sort of value out of. Um, well, yeah, like I played Beachcomber slash Outback slash Gears in like, well, I guess not Gears very often. He was seven, but I played Beachcomber and or Outback in a bunch of things just because they fit the team, and I never even considered flipping them. Like, just I just needed a, a body. And that, that one match, if you watch a... the stream, I literally, like, like 
took one out and put the other one in because I thought that the scout armor went on him, but it didn't. So I needed the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But their stats are the that. literal same on both sides. And since I didn't care about the text, I just like flipped them. Yep. But so, I, I think you're going to see a lot of those yep, played against you, you because they're commons and there aren't very many commons that exist. And like you just need a dude to fit the numbers. And and when I was doing my box, my case opening for the store, like the uncommons, which are where the bodies exist, just so everybody's kind of on the same page as uncommons and rares. And really, I would say uncommons are where you're going to live on bodies when you talk about sealed. Uh, when I was doing box openings, the the way the pools worked out, you average in a box a roughly about one third of that box is uncommon bodies. So in theory just in theory, you will see in your pool of six packs roughly one to two of those every every game, every seal pool, roughly. I mean, you can get I a bad... Think it's, I think it's like closer to two to three, at least from what we did. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I You saw... There were just so many gears and outbacks and beachcombers. <laughs> just so many... <laughs> Right. Uh, now, I'm, I'm not saying that those bodies are going to be usable because you may end up with like Megatron and, and Prime, which are uncommon bodies that are really big and expensive. And you might end up with a Mind Wipe or a Wingspan. Is it Wingspan? No. Not Wingspan. Um, what's the bird one? The bird one? Mind Wipe? Wingspan is mind the wipe. bird one, but it's not a yeah, body. What's the other? It's a common. <clears throat> there's Mind Wipe and then there's another one. Um, Fangry? Now, Fangry's a rare. So if you pull Fangry, good job. Um... I don't know what you're talking about. There isn't a bird one that's not mind wipe. Hold on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a bird. It's something. Mind wipe and Optimus. Top spin, twin twist, wolf wire. That's the wolf the, wire? The, yeah, that's who I was thinking. Wolves are not the, birds. No, I know, but but like wolf wire's expensive. He's nine stars. Twin twist is expensive and nine stars. Top spin's expensive and nine stars. And, so and I really, think all the nine star bodies are good as long as they fit in your pile of guys. Like so if you're if they're thirteen star guys because you only got a four star head, like then it's much harder to stick them. I would still play them if they fit, but yeah, it's just harder to stick them. Correct, because if you get a six and a seven, you've got thirteen stars on that, so you've got about twelve stars to work with with right. your body and, and head. And I would hope that you could do better than like Wolfwire, Clobber, Beachcomber, Outback. You know, like like that doesn't yeah, sound that, like a very I mean, good deck. No, but that that's I mean that's going to be a reality for some people that play sealed, right? Like yeah. that's that's just going to be like you're going to have to figure out how to make that work. So, um and that that's a challenge. That's a real challenge. So, right. but I, I think it's I think it's much more fun than just like 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 this is something that I will go back to just an early magic playing days of mine. Um you know, I, I've been pl- I've been playing magic um since you know like odyssey time but i never really got into competitive limited until like onslaught block and so i learned to play limited in onslaught block and in onslaught block we had legions and legions is a pack that only has creatures in it there are no non-creature spells in legions and so like i got really spoiled in like just building these easy limited decks that were never low on creatures because legions existed like i had to take creatures i would so then like the next set was um mirrodin and the creatures were bad and there weren't as many of them so like my 
I got complacent. I got, you know, I, I learned in a situation where things were easy and then I got to a place where things were hard and I was bad at it. And like, you really have to make that kind of like distinction. And like, I like this set because it's harder like that. Like, like it felt like having the easy teams with the micromasters and the battle masters was, you know, just kind of like, like softballing it to us. And here you have to make real decisions where like, like maybe my giant Megatron like is good enough and I can play two crappy guys or maybe I shouldn't and I should be playing, you know, Crankcase Outback instead of the Megatron or whatever, like, uh, which I think you should because Crankcase is OP, but uh, in general, like, I like those kind of decisions more than like, oh, I can just play whatever I want. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. So, well, I think I think this is probably going to wrap us up for episode 17. We managed to uh, complete a whole episode again. Uh, don't ask me how we get through these. Uh, you know, sorry that Neil didn't rap. But, um, you know, I think, I think uh, you know, go out and play some games with Sealed. Get some buddies together. I think it's a great way to split the cost of a box up and have some fun. And um, If you're just you opening know, packs to crack packs, we can't be friends. Play limited. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, we'll still be friends. You can be friends with half of us because Neil's already threatened. To, I think every episode Neil threatens to leave the bus. So, you know, I mean, at this point, who knows? I mean, I mean he may not be here by episode 18. So <laughs> you I still know. got a rap. I'm a man of my word. <laughs> this is just a principle. As long, play as, at this point. as long as we put off the rap, I'll stay on the bus. <laughs> okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, it's exciting. We're going to start exploring more constructed, start working on, um, you know, we've been theory crafting some decks, hoping to get them played uh, to sort of, you know, fight the horrible, fight the Sky Bowl decks that are sort of emerging after the last two online tournaments. Um, you know, who knows what Corona 5 will bring. I'm excited to see what the community brews up to sort of uh, push to the top tables with, you know, something that's not those decks. Cause I think that's that those decks are now the targets, right? Like those are the, those are the benchmarks and we now have to play to those benchmarks. So it'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the coming weeks and months. And, um, you know, I think we've got some ideas on our side that are being tested and tried whether or not they're correct right now. We're not sharing them because not because we're trying to keep some super secret tech, but because we don't know whether they're good enough to share yet. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll continue to, explore those as we make developments on them, you know, both here on the pod and of course on the, the Sunday Twitch streams. Um, we're, we're going to start trying to really aim to be live on Twitch going forward now that we have cards. Although I will tell you that I don't have a complete play set of everything right now. So um, there will be some proxies still in our, in our play test because I'm not going to go out and buy cards that I'm not sure are good. Um, but you know, if we find out they are, then absolutely we'll, we'll make that those purchases. Um, Neil, do you have anything else to add for our audience here as we wrap up 17? Play limited or we can't be friends. (laughs) Okay. So you heard it from Neil here. Only way to be friends with Neil is play limited. So uh, maybe we, maybe that's what we should do is make uh, play limited or we can't be friends shirts for conventions. (laughs) Yeah. I really like limited. I just do. I know you do, I man. Have, I, I every, like lim- in every game. I like. That was limited like why too, I right? wanted to play Battle for Slaria and join the Punch a Team, like because on the box it was like you can draft this game, like, and and it was good drafting. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it just, yeah. you got me. <laughs> Sucker. Yeah. I regret it now. <laughs> yeah. It's been all downhill since that day. Right. So, um, but no, so I, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, you know, we'll, we'll continue to develop content. If there's things that you want us to talk about, uh, you know, on either the pod or on the Twitch, like, let us know, you know, tweet at us, uh, join our Facebook group, join our discord, whatever it is, just Come communicate with us. Chat. Come play yeah, with us. We, we, yeah. We, 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 we love having people that want to talk to us in Twitch. Don't, don't be afraid to say hello and, Tell us we're bad or tell us we're good or whatever. Don't tell Neely's good though. That he doesn't need any help with his ego right now. Um but yeah, that should be everything. So um we will be live on Twitch on Sundays from traditionally two to four uh Central Standard Time. Uh we've been sort of hovering around that target as I'm still in the process of moving. So Hopefully we'll be done with the move by the end of June and that'll get us back on a more regular schedule since my house is now sold. I don't have house showings every Sunday. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll just, uh, we'll just kind of go from there, but, um, we will be back soon with episode, I don't know, 18. Are we on 18, 19, I don't even 44. We'll be back with episode 44. (laughs) Is this 18 or 17? Wait a minute. This is 78. Yeah. So next episode is 18. 12. I'm, I'm seriously the worst at this episode thing. Like it was really easy when we were in the first 10 episodes or so. Yeah. Pretty soon, much, pretty soon. You're not gonna have enough toes. Like, yeah, well, we're going to be 20 plus and then you're, I'm going to force you to come over just so I can count the episodes out. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) So, (laughs) all right. Uh, that's it for episode 17. Thank you all for joining us on the bus and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the shuffle bus. You can support Neil and Jesse through tcgplayer.com. Your purchase of singles from our shop helps us cover the cost of running the podcast and streams. We know that not all players can support us in this fashion and just throwing us a like or share on your favorite social media platform is also much appreciated. Be sure to check out the shufflebus.com for more great content.